Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. This is the WEI Producer Show with Sean, Garvin, and Lanny here on Boston Sports Original WEI. Gentlemen, how are we this morning? What's up? What's, What's up? How are we doing? I came in today. I was all excited. I'm like, all right, Dynasty Reaction Pod. Here we go. We are the Talking Dead. Joe, these two haven't seen the Dynasty yet. You're kidding they me. They haven't watched the first two episodes. What? I've been a little busy. Fact. I can't. I woke oh. up yesterday. We talked about oh, it on the show all day. I, I feel bad because you were just saying uh, that all you guys in the morning they've already seen it. Yeah, they've seen the whole thing. Yeah, and I think the same thing with. Like, I think it was Oria. Christian's got a copy of it. He's seen it too. So I, you know, so for me, I was immediately yeah, turned on. First like, world right, problems. My every, everybody's already seen it. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then also the Genesis Invitational was on. So when I got home yesterday from work. Of course, I wanted to watch golf, and I had to watch Tiger well, get carted Tiger. off the course. How'd Tiger do? Uh, back. It was, it's like 1996 again, isn't he? He's out there. Struggle. Knocking uh, the, what? No, yeah, that, that, Those Tiger to make the cut bets really did not, not work out so well. And then Spieth gets disqualified for a bad score. I was... I was livid. It golf, was, it was golf tough. loves dumb rules. I saw that on the little ticker last night as as NBA All Star Weekend is going on, and I'm like, but like, how do you record the wrong score? I don't know. That, apparently, there's that's, cameras everywhere. That, that's Everyone what knows what you got. Is that what the caddies for? Yeah, the caddies' job isn't he supposed to keep track of that stuff? Uh, you'd think, but I, I guess I mean some of these. I know some of these guys have like Sean McVeighan. Uh, memory recall when it comes to like course plays and stuff like that, and so they just remember everything, and they'll just write down their scores. They allow but, that, yeah. So they allow him to, like at the end of his eighteen yeah, yeah, holes at the to end of the eighteen like, hole, they'll write three, down all his scores four, and then hand it That was a five. Down. That was a three. Yep. That was a four. That, well, yeah, but if you're wrong, this is what happens. Yeah, he said today I signed for an incorrect scorecard and stepped out of the scoring area after thinking I went through all the procedures to make uh, make sure it was correct. Scoring area. rules are rules, and I take full responsibility. I love this tournament and golf course as much as any on the PGA Tour. So it hurts to not have a run at the weekend. Really appreciated the support. He's playing well too, which was a bummer. I'm not ah, doing that in mini golf. Well, yeah. So just that was a two. That was a one. That was a two. I'm never playing golf with you. <laughs> but so that that's what happens. So when but PGA, you would see me play, like, you'd be like, mm, "You're lying right through your teeth." You would, no <laughs> way you did. 
That's a five. That's a six. That's a six. That's, but, me. So, that's my mini golf card. <laughs> so the dynasty is really coming at a great time because, again, I'm trying to watch. It, for as hard, at, and I give them credit for trying really hard on All-Star Weekend. Don't NBA All-Star Weekend is borderline unwatchable at this point. I mean, every, first of all. It feels like every All-Star game is borderline unwatchable. You know, I, I, can, I don't mind. Maybe it's just where we are in the year, but like MLB All-Star Weekend, like I'll, I'll sit there like a six-year-old and watch guys suck dingers all night and not have a problem with it. Uh, yeah, hockey, home run derby is probably the best. Hockey and football are generally skippable, but with basketball, like they they make such a big deal, and we get this LED court, and there was all these rules in the celebrity game that nobody Boring. knew was going on. It was like Shannon Sharp and and Fifty Cent, and Lil Wayne. We're like, we don't Puka know Nakua what's going on. Puka Nakua had a dunk, but like again, these are and and it's my fault. Like. I don't know what the kids like, Billy. Same. I don't know who any nope. of these celebrities are. There was this, like Tristan Jass, who looked like the like the the weird uh, Paul brother that oh, nobody Kai talks about. There, right? I, I don't yeah, see, know. Whoever that I have is. no idea. We went over the uh, with Gresham Fourier. We went over the list. It might have been the beginning of the week or the end of last week. Yeah, wasn't Carson giving Gresham a ton of crap for Kai? He was not texting him Kai to let at least let him know who it was. Yeah, and I just said that's just us. Sorry, we're, we're not all we're as young as hip as right. He's a big time Twitch streamer. We're older. We're ignorant. We don't consider consider the what today's celebrity is to be a celebrity. Also, just, I don't put a couple of celebrities on that court like Jennifer Hudson, Walker Hayes. I don't, I don't, know who I don't put I don't them know on a basketball I know who Jennifer court. Hudson is. I know I don't know I know I don't know who Jennifer Walker Hudson's Hayes is the best. I don't know who why. <laughs> I much rather her sing than Lady, play basketball. No, I know who she is. Oh, okay, I know, okay, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. I know who she is. It's okay. Walker Hudson. I have no idea. Who oh yeah, is. That, Walker Hayes. Yeah. Okay, no so clue. Walker no Hayes. Clue. I'm gonna guess. Okay, it's either country artist. Okay, that was gonna be. It was either gonna be a country artist, like a, country a artist. TikTok guy, or a YouTube star. Those oh, are my three yeah. guesses. If I don't know your name <laughs> and if I have no idea who you are, those are my first three guesses. You're either famous for TikTok, you're famous for YouTube, or you're famous because you're a country singer. It was really, you know, again. They try. They try to make an event. Don't forget all the former athletes, like C.J. Stroud and Micah Parsons. Well, that's the thing. Like, Mike and Parsons, Parsons was, was like, kind of watchable. Puka Nakua, like, some of these guys. There was, like, some Olympic high jumper that was just constantly flopping all over like the seven place. seven or eight years ago, J. Cole was on it. I'm like, yeah, it's got right, balls. You, you know what? Just, you know, this is going to show my age, but just give me Rock and Jock back. I don't know how many, if you guys remember MTV's Rock and Jock. I don't remember Rock and Jock. Yeah, no, I got some years on you guys. But, yeah, it was basically the same thing, but it was... A lot more exciting. It was fun. They did softball. They did basketball. They had a couple different versions. The of it. It celebrity awesome. softball game every year that they play uh, is tremendous. It's That's like, fun hey, to watch the highlights. Hey, not let's the game, see who like, Jenny live. Finch can strike out this. Well, year. yeah, and then it it's like you're watching uh, like Steve Smith like go over the wall to make a catch or something. Yep. Like it's great. It's always a good time. I yeah. would much rather watch an all-star game with just those little skills competitions than an actual all-star game. I think the thing is, too, is like I think baseball needs more. Like, the home run derby is awesome. It's classic. They make adjustments here and there every year to yeah. kind of liven it up and make things different. But there was, like, you know, you, you look on Instagram, and I got a video of, you know, Benito Santiago, old Padres catcher, where they had a thing set up at second base and just a target. You know what I mean? Like, give me more stuff like that. Give me more, like, skills competitions in yeah. baseball oh, when it you, comes to their all-star weekend. You don't want to see, like, old-timey celebrities go out there and, and see if they can knock the ball over Fenway Park. Like, they, that's what they're doing in basketball. Like, yeah. you know, your little rock and jock thing. You'd be like, all right, please welcome. Uh, when is the dunk contest? Is that tonight? tonight? I think it is tonight. tonight. All right, that, that starts at 8, but I, I think dunk contest is uh, obviously one of the and last two events. It's kind of my point that, you know, with everything that they're trying to do to make this really cool. And, oh, it's in Indiana, and everything's walkable in Indiana. Meanwhile, they're in the middle of a blizzard. It just, it looks rough. So I was really excited to come in and be like, guys, Dynasty, huh? Huh? But neither one of you have seen it. And I just, I can't 
stop talking about it. And B- B- Billy Shime, I think Billy needs it right now because I think no, Billy's no. in denial about how bad <laughs> no, no. the oh, last no. four years have been. No, no, I know like, how bad it's been. <laughs> I know how bad it's been. I need to fall deeper into the pits of bad. We're drafting before, third. Before I go back to be like, wow, it was awesome. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, two yeah, yeah, so. Just I when I'm trying to get on with so. my life and trying to when understand. When you need that like, hit of nostalgia, that's when uh, you'll yeah, dive that's back when in? That's when I'll get back in. When, when I realize how bad it is compared to how great it was, that's when I'll dive back into the member berries and be like, wow, this was something really amazing to live through I think even though like so only two episodes are out right the first two episodes are out so but I I think the overall theme that I can already grab from this without even seeing a second of it just listening to what I've heard the clips that I've heard uh, and and other people talk about like this is Bill Belichick is going to come out looking like the absolute villain in this he is going to look awful at the end of this, there is I, I don't think there's any way that they spin this that Bill Belichick looks good so the the first and I, I think you're going to be pretty spot on about that. Um and it will really be and I hate to say it too, because I mean Bill has really gotten the 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 raw end, so to speak, of, of a lot Big of vitriol. And a lot of it is deserved. I'm not gonna sit and pretend There's like some of it. But I, I also like don't feel great about it. I have not felt great about just slamming this guy over and over and over again. But when you see like Going back and watching who he was in 2000 and, and 2001, and for the listening audience, for a little bit of context, I'm not as young as some of the youngs who, like, when we so, were asking yesterday, or like, at, or they're like one years old uh, during the snow game. I was born in 1990, so I was a kid. I liked you sports. talked to me. I was a 97 guy. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, so you have guys like zero Joe recollection. Were, of I mean, this. you were like toddlers while this was going on. So I do have some kind of working knowledge, but I'm like, yeah, it's like home team. I root for the home team because that's just what kids do. So to be able to go back and see like an affable, engaging. Uh, Bill Belichick is is very very bizarre to me. I mean, he it's it's two completely different people. He was the fact that he was willing in two thousand one to go. Listen, Tom Brady is the starter. This is the decision we are making, and it, it that is how things are going to be compared to now, where we're like, hey, what are we doing with Mac Jones? He went out and threw. Three pick sixes against the Cowboys, and, and he's a harumph, harumph, snort, snort, snort. It's interesting, too, because like I, I, li- I heard Tommy Curran on with Jones and Mega on your show on Thursday. I know that show. And he talked, yeah, great show. Yeah. And he talked about how different Bill was at the beginning of this to how he is now. And, and, and that's from a guy who is literally there every day mm-hmm. talking to Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And, and it's crazy to me how he soured over the years and he can just continued to sour to the point that we got. And it was just, Spoiled milk. It was it was disgusting here at the end. I listened to to Matthew Hamachek, who was the director of this uh, documentary, The Dynasty. Which again, if you're a Patriots, fan, he also appeared on Gresham Fourier. He was on Gresham Fourier as well. Um, I again, I can't say enough good things about about this di- uh, Dynasty doc so far. Um, but he talked about like how you have an opportunity to tell your story. Or someone's going to tell it for you. Well, that's how they convinced Belichick to do it. And, and it's it's so interesting, like, how he categorizes guys that show up. Like, like Tom came in in his Tom Brady at age 40, like, leisure wear. Uh, Ty Law came in, like, you know, just like a sweatsuit and, and yeah. you know, Bucket being hat comfy. And sunglasses. And, I love Ty. You know, Robert, Ty is great in it. I mean, everybody's great in it. Uh, 
not everybody, but like uh, you know, uh, Robert Kraft in the same blue blazer that we've seen him wear nine hundred times, and then you Bill comes in like he's being cross examined in court, yeah, in a full suit, and he and literally he, looks like he is the defendant in almost like a murder trial. He, he has, looks so uncomfortable in a suit too, which is bizarre <laughs> because too, I like, know, like as a guy, like I hate wearing suits. He, yeah, you can see when somebody, for anything, you can right? see when someone's wearing a suit and you're like, wow, he is not comfortable. He, he really looks like like he is at some kind of deposition where he is just answering. <laughs> is that like a divorce oh deposition God, or something where he has to give brutal. everything away? And especially because like you don't see a lot of like current day Belichick in these first two episodes. They go back to like you know, the young guy, they even show him like 1993 and 1994 drawing up plays in Cleveland, looking like a very young Jeffrey Dahmer with the glasses and just the insane attention to detail. And that's that's going to be, I think, one of many things that it's just like, man. And as we were talking about it before the show, as far as like, like Billy's like, oh, man, I just I want to get on with my life. There is something in real time as I'm watching it going, oh, my God, like this is over this era oh, yeah. of domination of the Patriots and being the absolute bell of the ball when I, in in the sports world. Guys, it's over. It's done. We're never going to see it like this again. And it's so weird to think about as you're watching it. Like, it was so great. And everything just happened to fall in place. And then also in real time sitting there on, you know, February 16th at midnight being like, man, the last four years have been brutal. Like, how, how do we have such extreme opposites in, in, in a matter of 24 years. I think it also, though, like, just seeing, like, the, the just the dysfunction and the toxicity that existed there in the later years, it is almost more impressive now looking back on those 14, 16, 18 Super Bowl wins. Mm-hmm. Like, you look back on them now and you're like, wow. How did the, they do they, it? How did they, how did they win those three and get to another one and barely lose to the Eagles? Where Tom Brady threw for 500 yards, it's you look back at it and it's just it is improbable. That, but that's also just how good they were at this sport. That you look at a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, that who boring, now won back to back dynasty in three out of five. Yeah, like it's all no drama. To, it's ooh, all Taylor fun Swift, and love, ooh. and everybody you know everybody loves Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and everyone loves Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid's the most likable guy on the planet. There is zero drama. Nah, they need Whereas in the New England Patriots franchise, there are scandals. There is ridiculous amounts of contention between the coach and the quarterback and the coach and the owner and blah, blah, blah. And it is it is almost more impressive that they were able to win those later titles than anything else. And, and it's, it's an excellent point, Chime. And I always felt that after, like, you know, some new Seth Wickersham would drop and you're reading it and you're like, oh, my God, like, this, this should have been done two years, three years before it was. It was really like from 2001 to 2007 up until Spygate happened. The worst thing that they had to go through was a quarterback controversy. And again, and they I, went through it and won a Super Bowl. And I, right. and They won a couple of Super Bowls, if you can believe it. Um, but I look again, I go back to like who Bill Belichick was back then and the decisions that he was making. And, and there is some commonality commonality that I think really applies to what has happened now and where the football team has ended up because of it. And I think having the stones to move on from Bernie Kosar in, in Cleveland, and that that's wild too. That's some stuff I had never seen before <laughs> is these, these 
Browns fans just rioting in the streets, hating Art Modell, hanging these guys in effigy. It's like, I'm like, I can't believe this was America in the early 90s. It's, it's incredible to see uh, the footage I had never seen before. But to move on from Bernie Kosar, it was the unpopular move, but it was the right move. And the same thing happened with Drew Bledsoe. They knew it's time to move on from Drew Bledsoe. But for Patriots fans at that time, like, he was this shiny hood ornament. He was this beacon of hope. He was the thing that made you special. He was the thing that, you know, made it worth going to that crappy old stadium and not having your games getting blacked out on television. He was one of the reasons the team stayed in New England. Yes. That's how we looked at it at that time. Absolutely. And then Bill Belichick comes in after two years and goes, Nah, that's not going to work for me, dog. We're going with this sixth round uh, uh, Tim somebody, Tim, Tim Brady, whatever. Ooh, great pool player. And you're going, what the Tim hell? Birdie? <laughs> yeah, Tim Birdie? Tim Birdie, six time pool champ, <laughs> of course. Um, Hi, so, Wayne Gretzky. And then from there, like, obviously everything falls into place and we know how the story goes, but you look at where things went with Bill and then how he applied them to now. Obviously, like, he wanted to move on from Tom Brady. And that's the stuff that, you know, he has an opportunity to get into if he wants to. I haven't seen that far, but I think it all reared its head again when it time to when it was time to make a decision with Mac Jones and and uh, you know, looking at the state of his coaching staff and how things kind of operated from there. It was it was I don't want to say refreshing, but I think it was kind of neat to see like Bill back then making decisions that were not going to be popular. But, but we're, we're for the, for the best, best interest of the, of the team. And how it kind of became this like warped, bizarro world version uh, of itself. And and I think that's kind of where things are and why things are the way they are right now. You said it before the show. It's very Shakespearean oh. in what happened to Bill and this organization. And uh, we're going to talk about that this morning. 617-779-7937 if you want to weigh in. Your thoughts on the Dynasty Doc are more than welcome. We'll also get a little bit of a mid-season report on uh, Celtics and Bruins. Maybe uh, take a look at the two teams as they try and one's heading in one direction, the other is heading in the other direction. So we'll we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Uh, but right now, Joe Braverman's going to get you caught up with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Speaking of those said Bruins, they will continue their homestand this afternoon as they welcome the Kings to town for a Saturday matinee at TD Garden. Bees are currently 1-3-1 and in the middle of their seven-game homestand. That includes going winless in three straight. Puck drop is set for 12-30. Last night, Indiana's own Benedict Matherin took home Rising Stars MVP to kick off All-Star festivities in the NBA. The Celtics are well represented in Indiana for All-Star Weekend. Jalen Brown will be competing in the slam dunk contest tonight along with Jaime Hawkins Jr., Jacob Toppin, and defending champion Mac McClung. He, along with Jason Tatum, will be competing in tomorrow night's All-Star Game. In related news, Vince Carter and Chauncey Billups are among finalists for the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Also finalists are former Wisconsin coach Bo Ryan and Hall of Fame player Jerry West, who's named a finalist as an executive. Inductees will be announced during the Final Four in April. The Raiders plan to release quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo after being suspended for two games next season due to a performance-enhancing drug violation. The San Diego Padres plan to move Xander Bogarts to second base this season and start Haas Young King at shortstop. And at the PGA Genesis Invitational, Jordan Spieth was disqualified for incorrectly filling out his second-round scorecard. This comes during a second round where Tiger Woods withdrew due to back spasms and an illness. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Is this like that fancy like Applebee song? Oh, this is, this is Walker Hayes. This is Walker Hayes. This guy played at the NBA All-Star Game? Celebrity Game? What are we doing? Country music sucks. The producer show, Sean. Sorry, <sighs> and and I so I, and here's the issue, Billy. Like this guy gives a bad name to country music. Yeah, yeah. There is good, good country. country yep, music. I don't doubt that. But it just there's a large number of there's a large amount of bad country music. It is dog water. Like this song stinks. You guys don't like this song? First of all, it was on every I Applebee's commercial ever, and and it was like I like Applebee's, but like that. Every commercial had this song, and it was it Made was frustrating. Made me go to Chili's. And then I hear it on the radio. <laughs> I heard that. I'm like, I'm going to Chili's. <laughs> Chili's <right. laughs> and then I heard it on the radio, and I'm like, what is what is this? It's a good point. Chili's never tried to get too fancy with their... their just baby back, baby back, yeah, baby back just, ribs. They're just pumping them ribs. ribs. That yeah. was such a good spot, though. It like, was. it's nostalgic. It's the thing, though. It's, it's, it's the it's ad wizards. They get yeah. these things stuck Well, it's in the head. same thing with the uh, the BK guys, the Whopper, 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 yep. oh. Whopper. The most addicting commercial they, I've ever thank seen. Thank you. I, I went from hating that commercial to, to like, it. I can't imagine life without that commercial. Junior, I get, double, triple, Whopper. Tackle, 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 tackle. Get a freaking tackle, 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 freaking tackle. This is some sh- <laughs> that was our mantra was at the, the 2022 draft last year. I like that. Well, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, the Whopper, the Whopper spot is is dynamite. Um, but yeah, no. I, I, what is that guy doing in the uh, NBA he's celebrity? Ce- game? Well, he's obviously a celebrity. Hold on, hold on, Sean. If he's a celebrity, get Wiggy in the game. Like, come yeah. on. Well, Wiggy can't even that. get in the documentary. That's true. <laughs> oh, he's not? No. 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 Ten there's, catches in the snow there, game. Are, are we coming an, up to the snow game? There's a literally no, an episode. Oh, I think it's the, the second game. one. I the titled one. Snowball and Wiggy real. not in it. Garbage. Now, he was. Now you wonder why we haven't watched it. Yeah, he exactly. Was, why, would we go, why do we dive into it now well, knowing said, that we're not Wiggy watching in protest? Wiggy said on the show on either Thursday or Friday morning, he's like, yeah, I finished it. And then we brought up so- they brought up something that happened later in the season, and Wiggy's like, "Oh, I didn't see it. like oh, I don't remember this." And they're like, yeah, "I thought you said you finished it." He goes, "Oh yeah, I stopped watching after the snowball because that's all that matters." <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, if, if you live like that, then you know what? The Patriots had a really great hey, season. He started right. Tom Brady's dynasty. Yes, Two tight course. ends in this building that have won multiple championships, and neither one of them were asked to be popular. Remar- kind of remarkable, right? Right. All joking aside, though, like they, they do talk a lot about the, the snow game, and Tom Brady admits, like, yeah, it was a fumble, but I didn't write the effing rule. Right. Which is like, <laughs> of course it was a fumble. Like, yeah, you can't bring it. the ball. You can't go no, to nobody's throw denying and it. then tuck the ball in and go, oh, it's an incomplete We took pass. advantage of it, that. and that's that. But he was like... Again, as somebody who is, you know, I'm in my mid-30s now, I'm almost 34, and I didn't really have, like, the working knowledge of football that I possess now back then. So it's really cool to see uh, Wiggs. I mean, he was tremendous in that snow oh game. Oh, my God. You know, we're Some talking, of the catches he made were insane. The credit of, of, like, you know, the dynasty is, you know, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, Adam Vinatieri. Um, but, like, Jermaine Wiggins in the snow game was pivotal to this thing getting off the ground because otherwise it's just it's you're the you lose to the Raiders and it is what it is you are the that's right you lose to the Raiders and Bledsoe's back there next year probably the three Red Sox you you know you're getting you know blown out and 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 you lose and Tim Tim Wakefield giving it up like and it's just like oh my god it's the same like I've seen this again we get crushed we feel good and right when we think that we're going to jump to the next point it all gets taken away. And if he's not making the catches that he's making in that game, it's that story all over again. But, no, he was not interviewed. Yeah, and uh, even one of the other cool wiki facts, too. Yeah. Throw this one at you since okay. we're talking about sure. it. He also caught up the caught the catch that set up the Evenitary game-winning field goal in the Super Bowl. So there you go. Oh, yes. Uh, they have... <laughs> They've done two episodes, and we're still not at that Super Bowl yet. It's insane. There's just so... There's so much information about this dynasty. I hate using that word now. I feel like it's being overused. Dynasty. So call it the dynasty. This franchise, like it's just there's so much information now. And like people it's cool that people are actually willing to talk about it. Like you get guys like Ty Law and and Tom Brady and, and Devin McCourty and all these different guys from every generation of the of the franchise willing to actually speak about it. And that's, mm. you know, how they convinced Bill to speak about it. Got to tell your side of the story, yeah. Bill. Teddy Bruschi and Damian Woody are talking. Oh, well, I guess I should be there, too. But those guys got to see it, you know, with the quarterback controversy and seeing their guy, Drew, uh, get knocked out. And, and the confidence that Tom Brady had in himself compared to, like, Ty Law and and Teddy Bruschi and Lawyer Malloy and even Damian Woody just being like, this skinny kid. They're like, oh, it's adorable that you, you know, okay, you're going to be the quarterback, Tom. Wink. And then he goes out there and, and does what he says he is going to do. So, on one hand, while it is interesting hearing from that first, you know, dominant team, those defensive guys, it's the latter end guys, Slater, Devin McCourty, I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know if Gronk is in it. Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, the guys who were well, here so, and winning while things were falling apart around them. Like, those are the guys that also I a, need to hear there's from. There's also a clear divide in those guys, right? Like, the guys from the first part of the dynasty felt like they were a major reason why the dynasty got off. It won those Super Bowls in the first place, right? Like all those defensive guys, the Willie McGinnists, the 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 Ty Laws, the Teddy Bruskies, all believed that they were the reason mm-hmm. that they won those Super Bowls. Yeah, There's more team mentality in those first three. That Tom Brady was involved, sure, he was a big part of it, but like we set the culture, we set the dialogue, we are the Patriots. And then you get to that later section of the dynasty, and it is all Tom Brady guys. It is 
Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski. Randy Moss, I hear, is outstanding. All guys, this. all guys that ride for Tom Brady. None of those guys ride for Bell, right. Bill. Bill wouldn't give them money. He wouldn't pay them anything. It's he also wa- a different side of the ball. Yeah, true. But like, even still, like it's just uh, like. I- they're just all Brady guys because Brady. I feel like from like 2014 to 2019, it was all Tom Brady. Right. He did like there were moments. Bill had moments, right? That the the Super Bowl against the Seahawks in 2014, mm-hmm. where he decides not to take the timeout. He's like, yeah, they look crazy over there. We're not going to take a timeout. They're going to screw this up, and they do. Um, that's a Bill moment. But like the majority, the bulk of the work was Tom that Brady. That 2011. Defense had no business going to a Super Bowl. None. Yeah, because Julian Edelman playing cornerback. None whatsoever. Tom Brady was so damn good that it didn't matter. I mean, you look at you. There were so many seasons like that uh, from twenty from two thousand seven to twenty fourteen, where there really wasn't any defensive talent. And Tom Brady put the entire team on his back, and he took them to AFC divisional rounds and AFC championship games and two Super Bowls, and he just. He just willed it into existence because that's how good he was. I think the the story of the 07 season is going to be incredible. And yes, then you follow it has to be. you follow that up with the Matt Castle season, which again is sort of in this weird infancy point in my life where I'm like, I like football, but I'm not you know, I'm not watching sports final. I'm not watching Bob Ryan and Dan Shaughnessy and Bob LaBelle and, and Steve Burton talk. You know, I'm not watching post game. I'm not listening to the big show. I mean, I'm a teenager. I'm into weird things like doing drugs and chasing <laughs> girls and, and partying, you know. So while the Patriots were like, you know, the feel good thing to finally get to see it through the prism, the unvarnished prism of guys that just want to tell their story is really captivating to me because I think, again, we were talking about the the Chiefs and, like, they're winning and I think they're going to keep winning yep. and I think on the field the, this their dynasty will absolutely rival uh, what the Patriots do. And I hope it does. Like, I hope you're not a Patriots fan that's like, no, only we can have our special thing. No, because it's fun to be able to co- like, have these conversations about Like, this Chiefs dynasty spe- is going to be better than the 49ers. Right. At, at least you can have the conversation about it. You can have the conversation about, you know, was Patrick Mahomes beginning of his career better than Tom Brady's? And, you know, you can feel one way or the other. And I think that's great just for the interest of sports in general. I think it's good for what Always we do. Good. I think with the Chiefs being as good as they are, it's it's more shocking as a Patriots fan because, again, you don't want to think somebody's going to compete with what the team was able to do. And it's the fact that they're doing it so quickly mm-hmm. in the sense that we didn't have to wait. There was no yeah, delay. We didn't have to wait 15, yeah. 20 years for this other thing. Like, you know, they used to say, oh, oh the great boxes every 10 years. It wasn't like that. It was like the Patriots had their time and the, the Chiefs immediately picked up the ball and ran with it. The, the Chiefs were trying to take the ball out of right. your hand while you were running. Right. With so it. the fact that there's another team who's putting up these numbers and putting on winning these championships so soon after the Patriots are doing it, that's what's mind blowing about it. As a Patriots fan, I'm not. You know, I'm not like you were saying. I'm not the kind of guy who's like, "Oh, this this can't happen." I don't want to see this. Of course, you want to see these kind Absolutely. of things. You love to see records get broken. You love to see dynasties crumble and another one come along. I just didn't think that the turnover was going to be this quick. Yeah, it's it's wild to me to see just kind of everything uh, around this team and like the and and being able now to compare it to Kansas City and kind of see what they are like right so because like in basketball the last dynasty was basically the Warriors so you can consider them a dynasty yep. more or less but sure. 
they're they're kind of on the outskirts now, and and they're finding their new way and and seeing who's going to be the next dynasty in the NBA. We hope it's the Celtics. Who knows? But like that's what they hope, and and but they're building towards it. Whereas you're right in the and in the NFL there was. Zero delay. Brady literally beat Mahomes in an AFC championship game. The next year, uh, Mahomes goes and wins the Super Bowl. Right. Like it's it is insane how zero overlap. I it 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 almost feels scripted. It almost feels nice. like the NFL has it on the script. But like it's just it's impressive um, that we're able to do this because you're in sports a lot of the time you're not. Like there has to be some time period because even before the Patriots dynasty began, right? The last one before that was what, Dallas? In right. the early 90s. Right, and then in the 80s were the, were the 49ers, and the yeah. 70s were the Steelers. Yeah. That's 10 years. It's every decade there's one, but instead the Patriots were doing it for 20 years. And there were still, there, like, there were all these good teams around them, too. Like, in the 90s, you, the, the Buffalo Bills go to four, lose four straight Super Bowls. Peyton Manning's Colts are, like, an afterthought to any Patriots fan. The Steelers were really good. Like, there were all these other teams that were sort of, like, in the the gravitational pull of the Death Star that was the New England Patriots, well, yeah, there was none like of a, them could blow up the core or whatever. There was like a fifteen movie. year run where every quarterback in the Super Bowl was either Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning, or Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> for the AFC. Like that, they were in it every single year because that's how good they were. But it also gives even more credence to what the Patriots were able to do. They beat the best competition at the time consistently. Like they kicked Pittsburgh's ass. Every single Every year, single and year. and for a lot of time they beat up on Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning got his like in '06, like he had his moments. But a lot of the time, the Patriots just they murdered both of them. Even those Denver teams later on, that again Peyton Manning led again at a point where things. And I think that's going to be something that you're like Patriots fans will appreciate. Like they were able to get all of this done while. It was really uncomfortable. So much chaos. And, and, and there was there was all all this ill will against each other. Um and I again I go back to like Bill having the stones to move on from two franchise quarterbacks. I mean Bernie Kozar is probably closer to done uh than Drew Bledsoe was, but even Drew Bledsoe is Bledsoe least, could play. Drew Bledsoe I think People are split on that. Like, I think some people really like Drew Bledsoe, but then I hear people like who covered the team in real time, like you know Michael Hawley and and Tom Curran, go like he was good, but at that point, like he wasn't. Like he is really made out to be the greatest quarterback ever in the in the first episode. And I do remember like liking Drew when I was younger, but I think he that threw for a million that yards. might be a little exaggerated though, based on. Uh, Scott Pioli, who does an excellent Ernie Adams impersonation, so he's like <laughs> a wildebeest that's under attack. This is what we've talked about. Like they were ready to move on, so you apply that to the Patriots now, and I think that to me is is what's most important. Is what can I learn about what is going to happen now based on what has happened then, and I think that's kind of why we are where we are as Patriots fans with this team is Bill Belichick has said, listen, I made two decisions that absolutely would have got me fired. One did. One got me fired in Cleveland. If this Drew Bledsoe thing for Tom Brady had not worked out, I am out of a job again. Mm-hmm. But he was right. He was 100% right to move on and go to Tom Brady. But wasn't- and, 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 and you get empowered like that. As you keep going and things keep working why would you change your approach? Why would you change your attempt? So then when Tom Brady gets hurt and Matt Castle comes in, he's going, huh, 
maybe Tom's not that special after all. Maybe we don't need to sit and kowtow to everything Tom Brady wants. Or maybe it was because, or maybe. And maybe we can move on from Tom Brady. Maybe there's some, you know, other things that you need to take into account, like, oh, yeah, I may, I may have gotten a little lucky that Tom Brady was this oh, good. Oh, sure, absolutely. There's a little element of luck. And then in 08, when Mad Castle played, Maybe it's because the rest of the roster was a team that was literally undefeated the season before. Right. <laughs> right. Like, oh of course they were eleven and five. The team was sure. undefeated in two thousand seven. Just yes. throw the ball. Just throw the ball, Matt. But, we will figure it and out. And like that's the difference between Tom Brady and Matt Castle, right? Six games and a Super Bowl appearance versus eleven and five, and you missed the the playoffs. It was a tiebreaker. Like to be fair, they lost on a tiebreaker. Yeah, but they like, still won eleven games again. Like that 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 is the chasm that Tom Brady brings. Tom Brady guarantees you what five or six more wins than mm-hmm. Matt Castle with an elite roster, and and that is that is the information you should have taken away from it instead of oh maybe we could do this without Tom Brady. Let's go. I don't know. Let's think about drafting a quarterback. Idiot. But to play devil's advocate, like that—that's where where Bill Belichick looks and goes. Okay, well, yeah, I you can build a system. Like it's not that Tom Brady is the system. It is I have acquired, I have, I have built this squad of football players that are going to go out there and do their job, and we're going to hammer the fundamentals and you know all this stuff. And and we're going to win basically every Sunday, and and I am the architect of that. And Tom Brady's sitting there going, "Well, like, I'm going to get my job back, and I'm not giving it to anybody." Like, you really needed. I think that's what's going to be exemplified early on is those two really needed each other. And then as things progressed, and as it got into 07, we get into the post Spygate era, and we get into that drought where they were making Super Bowls, but they weren't winning Super Bowls. I think that's where tension starts to grow. And I think that was one of the times where Bill kind of shut down. And then when you look at it where it gets to now, I don't think that man- those manners ever changed. And I think, you know, his his cold kind of reserved nature with his team and just, you know, do your job and do what you're told, it 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 poisoned the well with with this group i think it poisoned mac jones i think it made a lot of guys around here start to resent the fact that you know things are the way they are and you've got guys who have been bill belichick guys forever going on record and and talking about how brutal things were and i think that was one of the things you look at how it changed and how it applies to now and where they are at i think that's a great example of it is bill just completely changed and wasn't willing to to step away, but again, to play devil's advocate, if everything is working, how do you know when it's time to make changes until it's too late? Yeah, so you can go check out the Dynasty Doc. It is on Apple Plus. Apple Plus. Uh, you can watch that. The first two episodes are out now. Then they come out every Friday, I believe it yes. is, uh, going forward. So you'll be able to watch that in its entirety eventually. 617-779-7937 if you want to weigh in on any of that. We'll hit on our midseason reports on the Bruins and Celtics next Sunday morning, man, she woke up fighting mad. Bitching and moaning on and on about the time I had. And by Tuesday, you could say... This is the WEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original. WEI, Shime, Lanny, and Garvin with you this morning. Uh, we've been talking about the uh, the Patriots and the, the Dynasty Dock out on Apple Plus all morning. But before we get out of here today, gentlemen, I want to discuss the Bruins and Celtics. Because 
We're kind of at the midway point now for both. The Bruins have had the All-Star game come back and been 1-4 uh, and four since mm-hmm. the All-Star break. Uh, the Boston Celtics are the best team in the NBA, like six games up on the East, uh, on the next person in the East, and uh, into the All-Star break on a high. And so I ask you, will things continue in this direction? Will the Celtics continue on a high as they head towards the playoffs and the Bruins kind of continue to uh, maybe – maybe water find its level a little bit and this team isn't quite as good as we thought it was or will the Bruins change course? Will the Celtics stumble? Where are you at with these two teams right now? With these two teams, I'm saying for the Celtics, I have more trust in them to hold on to a one seed for the rest of the year, be the one seed in the playoffs. Bruins struggling since the all-star break. Now it's kind of the time where you're like, okay, do we move on with one of these goalies? This is like the first Trade time. Here, yeah, like. this is the first time that I've really thought because I've always been fine with a goalie rotation. Like as long as the players in front of the goalie are fine with that style of doing it, then I'm fine with it. But now, a little bit of a hiccup, you start to think like, all right, maybe it's time to move on for one. But between the two teams, I have more confidence in the Celtics holding on to a one seed for the rest of the season. The Bruins in their last five games have scored uh, four goals. Uh, that's not going to win you a lot of hockey games. Three of them came in one game, didn't they? Uh, it was the three to two shootout uh, in Tampa. That's two. They had one against Seattle. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. Uh, Vancouver. They they shut out Vancouver. Okay, so it's more. Um, point is, they're in. I think if you're going to have a slump, like let's get it out of the way now. Um, as far as like the goalie rotation goes, I, I I wish they would just settle on on Swayman and like I, Linus has been great for this team, but he is an excellent trade commodity. And Don Sweeney has proven he will not sit and and let this team if he thinks they're good, which I like a lot. Uh, I do too, but I'm also like I I think I'm really affected by last year where everything that this team does, I'm like yeah, that's great, I, but I've seen you at your best and I know what happens. And I, if I'm Don Sweeney, I'm going, I have given you, this team, everything. We have borderline nothing left at this point to grow for the future. So the fact that we're getting anything out of our young kids is going to be nothing short of a miracle. Um, Don Sweeney would be a a far better man than I am to sit and turn around and flip players or flip more uh, draft assets in order to bring in somebody just so they can make it to the second round. So my thought here is, is, and before the season... It's a long way of me saying I would not invest in this team going forward. They're good, but I don't think they're going to be better than some of the other teams around I tend to agree with you, and I think Don Sweeney thinks similarly. Heading into the season, I was under the impression that it felt like they were kind of resetting a little bit this Mm -hmm. year, right? They signed a few guys to the league minimum or the veterans minimum, whatever. You bring it in just to fill out the roster. Still a pretty good roster. You have David Postonok, Brad Marchand, and your two goalies. Like, you're going to win some games. Poyle, you'll be a playoff Zaka, time. Trent Frederick has taken a step forward. Like, yeah, there's some you'll, development. You'll there. be a playoff team, but then, like, at the end of the day, it's okay if you don't win a Stanley Cup this year because then you're going to have, like, $100 million in cap space next year or something stupid. Yeah, and, they might not be able to make a move because they're so hard up against the cap. Correct. And mm-hmm. so I, I kind of looked at it. That's how I viewed it going into the season. And then they popped off, and they were leading the the the, the East for, I mean, since the beginning of the season until recently the yeah. other night when Florida took over. And, and technically, they still have the exact same amount of points. Uh, I think Florida just has, like, the head-to-head or something. And, and so... It's hard to readjust expectations from preseason because I still don't necessarily believe that this team is good enough to win a Stanley Cup. And so I feel like at the deadline, I, I don't want to say you need to be sellers, but like if you were to trade Olmark for a lesser player 
and a higher draft pick, I'm not. Like I, it I wouldn't, wouldn't be, hate I, that. It wouldn't be crazy. That's the thing, too, I is like that. I feel like the moves they do make will be for future picks, right? As opposed to active players right now, right? I, I just which might be a tough pill to swallow for fans because especially being gonna, in second place, right? Because if you're going to move a goaltender, you're going to be like, all right, well, I need to see right now what we got for. Yeah, him. I need another starting center, right? Or but something. There's also value in empowering the guy that is going to be here long term. Like I, I, I think Jeremy Swayman absolutely is your goaltender of the future, and I think you can clean up a lot of. Um, you know, ill will uh, built if if you just give him the job now. Like, you don't have to worry about, you know, rotating. Like, you're getting 50 games or whatever, 48, 49 games, and you don't have to worry. Like, the backup is the backup. You're the number one guy. Um, but there's been a hesitancy in the past to do it. I, I think they like their system. It, you know, it's, it's their prerogative, I guess. I don't necessarily agree with it, and I don't think that it's worked for them. Uh, in the postseason, as far as the Celtics go, it's health. This team, that team when, is a wagon. When they are healthy. Holy smokes! It's my god. I I was so worried when Kristaps Porzingis came in and before the season started, they're like, "Ah, he's got a little bit of plantar fasciitis." Like plantar fasciitis for a seven foot one guy yeah, is never a little thing. A, is a problem. Sit him for a month. Don't and, like that. Well, you should be putting him if he gets nicked up even a little bit. Put him on ice for a week. Well, it seems like what they've kind of been doing, and I think it's it's um it's a credit to the coaching staff, the the team of I guess like Australian guys that like monitor the health of of the team. Like they've done a really good job of not just you know not just with Kristaps Porzingis, but knowing like how how frequently we should use Al Horford. You know, Jalen Brown's going to have a, a cough cough injury. The only guy that that goes out there and plays basically every night is Derek White. It's it's he's oh I I got a I got a fun gambling story I'll tell you off the air about my weekend with Derek White and Peyton, Peyton Pritchard that'll make you sick but I look at this team and I go man the only way that I see them losing to anybody in the East is if they are shorthanded because when they are like they're the best team period. it's like an effortless 100 points it's effortless um it feels only because i brought this team up earlier it feels very golden statey in that like oh every time they take the floor they're just gonna have the better roster and like they might lose a couple games but they should any seven game series you should win there there's i think right now they need to worry about nicole Jokic. they need to worry about Giannis. And maybe Joel Embiid. I think I'm this, not. I, I don't think even the think Sixers you need to worry about are the cooked. But I think it's really you're worried about those two guys, and then anybody else. I think this team is is well equipped. But I think with Doc showing up to Milwaukee and how that's been, I think that's kind oh of taken God. a little bit of worry away. Eastern from... All Star Coach Doc Rivers, <laughs> oh, Billy. Thank you. <laughs> well, that'll do it for us here on the Producer Show on this beautiful Saturday morning. Go out and enjoy it. We'll be back with you next Saturday. Thank you so much for listening. For Shime, Lanny, and Gar. We will see you next week. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.